Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. It's time for a regional roundup. We're going to take a look at some headlines from around the region, from the Malaysian general election to the G20 summit. On the line with me is Dr. O. A. Sun, senior fellow at the Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Good morning, Dr. O. A very good morning to all of you. I suppose we're going to start off with the Malaysian general elections that are happening this Saturday is polling day. So far, you know, few days of campaigning left. What stood out for you so far? Well, I, I think uh, what stood out for me is actually what is not standing out. Uh, namely, I think uh, the enthusiasm for people to come out to listen to the various uh, political rallies yeah. and by extension eventually to come out to vote. I think that level of enthusiasm is perhaps uh, not as high as, uh, let's say, uh, in 2018. I think the last few years of uh, political wrangling have made uh, many people sort of uh, becoming, uh, shall we say, reticent in terms of approaching politics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is there an indication now as in who looks strongest to be the next PM? I mean, is Anwar's wait finally over? What about the dark horse, Mohinin Yassin, right? Is Dr. Mahathe officially out of the running? Well, those are indeed, uh, I don't know, four to six million dollars <laughs> questions, right? Uh, because uh, it is very likely that uh, no single political coalition is going to get an outright majority in parliament. Therefore, there will be a lot of negotiations. And in the process of negotiations, of course, you say, oh, I want to be prime minister, you get to be the deputy, and so on. The only problem is everybody wants to be that prime minister, Uh, right? So, yeah, I think it's really anybody's guess at the moment. All right, Dr. O, let's turn our attention to the G20 summit. Today is the final day of the two-day summit. Indonesian President Joko Widodo opened the G20 summit in Bali with a call for the world to end the war and bridge wide differences. From your perspective, how has Jokowi and Indonesia handled this summit so far? Well, I think he is doing, he has been doing a very good job. Uh, Jokowi uh, essentially went to all of the G20 countries to extend invitations for their respective heads of governments to, to attend the summit. And then, of course, there's a traditional, very warm Indonesian hospitality. And then uh, he, is, uh, he and his team, uh, they are very adroit in handling some of the more sensitive issues, including, as you uh, hinted just now, the war in Ukraine uh, and so on. So, yeah, I think this is sort of a coming out ceremony for Indonesia onto the world stage. Yeah, mm. I mean, he sort of positioned himself as kind of like the chief deal maker this entire year, right? Really taking a step forward. If you had to rate a report card for Jokowi himself, what would you say? Oh, yeah, I, I think uh, domestically, of course, uh, I think uh, Indonesian uh, citizens were acclaimed him to be a very effective, uh, a very modest president. Uh, internationally, as I said, uh, I think we are starting to see Indonesia playing a more proactive role in terms of being uh, peacemakers, uh, being the leader of the region and, and so on. So, yeah, I yeah. think a lot of people will miss him as he steps down in, yeah. let's say, a year and a half time. Yeah, I hear the same sentiment as well. Dr. O, just to wrap up this G20 topic, right? I mean, today is the last day. In your opinion, have all the right topics been discussed? What stands out in terms of achievements from this two-day summit? Well, I, I think uh, for, for this two-day summit, uh, the, the most important thing is actually to get uh, these uh, leaders of the 
20 uh, largest uh, economies in, in the world to, to get together to try to figure out a way to, uh, in a sense, resuscitate the economy. Frankly speaking, I don't think they have succeeded yet in doing so. You, you don't have an announcement of a big investment or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But at least it's the it's first step towards uh, starting them talking to each other instead of doing uh, you know, their respective things. Point of speculation, Are there could there be any chance of some kind of a communique being released today, especially with regard to the news that we're getting this morning, unconfirmed reports, but reports from U.S. officials talking to news agencies that, you know, Russia in trying to bomb certain part of Ukraine, those missiles actually crossed over into Poland. That means it's you know, it's attacked or it's hit a member of a NATO of NATO. Do you think some kind of a communique might be released? Well, in, in uh, occasions such as this, usually it's very diplomatic. Uh, you'll be you know, calling for the war to be resolved uh, peacefully, and so on. You you might you might have that kind of language inserted into the final communique, right? Right. But it will not be explicit. Yeah. Yeah. The language is we got to be careful, right? Too hard or too soft, or you know, it's got to have some kind of direction. That one's complicated. Indeed. I guess that's why we're not you know, part of that G20 <laughs> summit. Dr. O, let's talk about this recent survey. It's an opinion survey that found that former Thai Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawat's youngest daughter, Pietong Tan Shinawat, is the top choice among most voters in Thailand's central region. Let's talk about why she's the top choice and is this the return of the Shinawat? Oh, yeah. In, indeed, uh, Thaksin and the Shinawat, uh, they have always retained uh, a high degree of influence in the central and northern part of Thailand, where, frankly speaking, uh, it's more agricultural uh, base, and they have a lot of support of this, uh, uh, shall we say, more hard-to-do population mm. in uh, Thailand. So I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, Taksin himself, uh, his, uh, his uh, sister Yinlak, and now yeah. the daughter apparently are stepping out. Yeah, yeah they, clearly that family name has a huge influence on Thai politics. Indeed. Uh-huh. Well, and... Well, indeed, there have been prime ministers uh, on and off, right? Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, the the military, the Thai military, of course, are not quite uh, uh, enamored with uh, (laughs) the Thaksin family. So Uh. sometimes you have them... uh, toppling the, you know, one of the Shinovats, yeah. Yeah, that's that's another can of worms as well. Dr. O.A. San, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs, on the line with me. Dr. O., I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a good day ahead. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.